Hi everyone, I'm Sarah Baker and this is Mama Stories. I created Mama Stories after seeing how impactful sharing stories can be in overcoming the challenges of motherhood. I am where I am today because of the stories of so many amazing strong mamas and I want to share that with every mom I can. So follow along to laugh, cry, and be empowered. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. Have you heard about how we are changing the story for moms? Mama Fund is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to providing products, services, and education to moms in need. So check us out at mamafund.org. Welcome to the show. This week we have Anya. Anya is joining us all the way from Canada. Yes, Toronto. Hello. (laughs) This is my second international interview, also from Canada, Toronto, Canada. So I guess, I guess Mama Stories has their way of getting into Toronto. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who Anya is? Oh, okay. I certainly will. So I am uh, an older lady. <laughs> Good start there. I'm 52. I have uh, two grown kids, 18 and 21. I'm a trained British nanny. I'm obviously from England. You could probably hear that. And I'm also a yoga teacher and a parenting coach. And something that I love, love, love about spreading the message of being a conscious parent. That's kind of become my thing, which feels like so much of yoga philosophies and uh, parenting kind of put together. Yeah. So I always wonder when somebody is um, so focused in their career in like helping parents and uh, wanting parents to either find a different way of parenting than maybe society teaches us or then we naturally go for, I'm I'm assuming... Mm -hmm. Your mama journey is what led you to follow this career, or were you doing this before you had kids? No, 100% my mama journey. I actually didn't know that that's what I was doing, and I also didn't have a plan to uh, become a coach in it. (laughs) Not at all. It was really uh, different guided, I guess, because my training as a British nanny, and I had been a nanny in England and in Switzerland, and that's what brought me to Canada. Well, Actually, it didn't bring me to Canada, but that's how I got to stay in Canada. And I thought I was going into parenting very prepared. You know, I had raised, helped raise all these other children. I've got this. And then I hold my little boy for the first time in my arms. And I thought, shoot, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. I did have an experience. Although I loved the kids I nannied for, I mean, to me, I was fully in. But it was just a totally different feeling that that this was now fully my responsibility, which felt incredibly uh, scary. And also a lot of what I thought I knew, I just couldn't couldn't see how you could apply it now. I saw him as such an individual little soul Mm. and and was, um, yeah, yeah. So my whole thing of like, I've got this. Yes, this is what you do. This is when they nap. This is when they eat. This is how life goes. Poop went out the window. <laughs> you know, I actually met up with a friend, <clears throat> excuse me, 
a while back, we were friends in like seventh grade and we had both had little boys and we were doing a little walk and connecting as moms. And she was a nanny previously as well. And she said the same thing. She's like, everyone told me (laughs) I knew what I was doing because I did it for my career. But now, um, I have this baby and I, it's totally different. Like it's, you're their mom, you're not their nanny. Um, yeah. That's why I think it's funny when people are like, oh, they're so good with kids. They're going to be a great parent. I want to be like, mm, no, playing with a kid no. at a park or playing a video game <laughs> does not resemble parenthood <laughs> at all. <laughs> it doesn't. And we really think it does because even becoming a nanny, I had babysat. I love babysitting. And I grew up in a small town in England. And I was sort of the babysitter. I was always booked every Friday. And I loved it. And everybody's like, she's so good with kids. Yes. You know, and even my parents, I think they just thought that was going to be a career of mine, that to be a mom. You know, you need to be a mom. You want to be a mom. And then you're like, oh, it's actually very, very different. And the guilt and the shame that comes with being a mom, (laughs) you know, and the constant questioning of ourselves and this enmeshing that we that happens when we have a child right we're just fully in on their lives like I know through my parenting uh I forgot me I was no longer Anya I was the mom I was the wife who did run our own business you know I was all those titles but me <laughs> who am I right it took me years till I was like whoa hang on a second lady you matter too yeah you know yeah I think that I mean I always see on Instagram now, like, oh, self-care, self-love, like it's a hashtag and it's what we talk about. But I would agree that you, things change when you become a mom, obviously. And Mm -hmm. just because we put it in a hashtag or we say we're going to focus on it or whatever it is that you see on social media, like it's a real thing that you really do have to kind of find this new self as a mom, because even Mm -hmm. going to the movies is different and Getting your nails done is different. Like everything is just so different. Um, Completely. You have a baby yeah. to think about. You have a baby. Absolutely. And they fully rely on you, especially when they're little. And, you know, the society is telling us that, you know, this is just what women are for. You know, that it's, even now it's still this idea that, yes, you can have the job and the life. But, you know, you, you need to know, you know what you're doing as a mom. You need to be sort of a bit of a martyr. You need to give everything for your children and I definitely when my kids were young um the support around to do something for yourself was not there it was like you need to be home even and I was working you know you need to be home with your children you need to be the one there and I was lucky enough that my husband and I both self-employed and so when I we have our own business and when I would go to work he was home with the children but it still wasn't accepted crazy like, hello, who's the dad? What, what, why? <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I feel like I, I know back in the day, there was all that pressure of like, you got to stay home and care for your family. And then you also have to provide and who provides and it must be the husband. And I feel like to, yeah. in today's world, there's a lot of examples or people trying to kind of change that mindset because just for their situation at home, it works better if the dad stays home or there's a mom who has her own business or works for a company and wants to go back to work. But it's still like all this balance of, well, now you're, you can't volunteer as much and you're not as involved and you're a busy mom. Mm -hmm. And then this mom stays home too much. Like 
it's just like, man, can we just live our lives? <laughs> yes, absolutely. These... And thank God people are stepping up to that now, definitely. Yeah. And saying, yes, I'm a mom and I'm, I'm who I am. Yeah. You know, and, if... and, and my big awareness came around the idea that we want our children to dream big, right? We want our children to feel confident and secure and uh, feeling really good in their skin. How are they going to learn that if we don't have it ourselves? Oh, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we're not living our life and, and following our dreams, whatever they can be, big or small, you know, you, we all know, like our parents used to preach to our stuff. Did you learn that way? No, you learned how they really were, what they were really doing. Yeah. No, it's so true. I think about, I feel like I, I'm a self-help junkie. I love self-help books. I love motivational speakers. Me too. I love... Yeah. I love people who are just trying to be a better version of themselves. It's always something that's been like, I've been really drawn to that in my life. And so I've always been like, oh yeah, listen to this book or do this thing or practice this. But I'm not kidding you. When I had Grayson, I was like, wow, this is like the best self-help book I can have ever. (laughs) And he's right here because it's like, if I tell him you need to be kind, then I need to be kind. And if I tell him- you need to follow your dreams. I have to follow my own dreams. Like he doesn't know how to do that unless he sees somebody mm-hmm. do those things. So he's Absolutely. my best, he's Absolutely. my best version of myself. I'm trying to be every day because I'm just trying. Yeah. To be. Yeah. They inspire us that way. Right. Because you sort of, you see the world differently once you have a child. Oh yeah. You know, you, you, there's no way that you can't. <laughs> They're not like a, a new handbag. You just put on your your shoulder and off you go, right? They, their eyes are watching, their ears are listening there. We are their world at the beginning there. Yeah. You know, and that's overwhelming too. Holy smokes. As a parent, you sort of go, oh gosh, all the stuff that, oh my baggage, all the stuff I'm carrying. Yeah. <laughs> it's I like know. you're just going to present that to your child. It's like, I always, I just actually got a tattoo on my arm of Grayson's coordinates mm-hmm. of where he was born. And I think about this tattoo and I think like it's, it was the most empowering moment of my life. And then also like the most suffocating moment of my life, because it's like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so empowering and amazing and wonderful what our bodies can do. And there's like kind of this pride I hold from that. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a lot of things that are hard and difficult and yucky and, never the same <laughs> and like the simple things yeah. of just going to the bathroom or doing my hair <laughs> or like just the small things to like the really big things like there's just it's so I don't know to me it's like so empowering and then so suffocating and it's great I fully understand you and I thought I was super prepared because that had been my field and I totally understand you I I, I can't think of another time in my life that I had felt so overwhelmed with making any simple little decision <laughs> for yeah. somebody else. Like actually for me too, and I didn't realize this being named as a conscious pin because at the time this was just about what, what was right for me. You know, my son's now 21, my daughter's 18. But I found it so hard to even name them because to me they were such, they were not me. Mm. You know, they were part of me, obviously. And luckily we, we were le- fortunate enough that, you know, husband, wife, both, everything worked and we were able to have babies. Um, but uh, yeah, to name them felt so hard for me because I thought, wow, it's, a, some, it's a, another person, another human. 
yeah. an individual and I'm claiming a name for them that they have no choice of. Yeah. You know? And everyone was like, you're crazy. We've had baby names forever. And I, and I never had. I never had thought of that. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the cool thing is that it's like different for everybody. I mean, some people have a family name that they pass down. And so that's easy. Mm. And then some people pick it randomly out of a hat. I mean, it just depends on where you go and we I all mean, do yeah. it differently. So you had mm -hmm. your son, obviously 21 years mm -hmm. ago. And so that was a pivotal mm -hmm. time for you. So when did you start like focusing your career into parenting? Like when did you start to see like, okay, parents need help or I need help or however it is yeah, that I led think, you into this journey? Yeah, <laughs> it actually was a very roundabout journey because I had, when my, uh, what am I, uh, at 40, when I reached 40, I knew that the business that I was in with my husband, I no longer wanted to be in that. I didn't, I worked, my daughter was starting school full time, grade one here in Canada. And um, before I had been able to manage both sides of things that I would be with them during the day and then I would go to work in the evening. And um, that had to change because she was now gone all day and that would mean I would barely see her, mm. you know, so that was a big change for me. And uh, I then actually had already been taking yoga for many years and I was led to teach kids yoga. And then I went and did my yoga teacher training. So I was actually more <clears throat> focused on yoga. And I didn't realize at that point how much yoga really helped me <laughs> in my parenting, in being more mindful and being more present in uh, keeping my ears open to listen, like more grounded, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was actually looking to build more my yoga career, maybe make it, have a yoga studio, those kind of things. And I tell you, it was so funny because I didn't even know about coaching. That was all new to me. I was still new, fairly new online. And um, in meditation, which I do a lot of, and sort of trusting my intuition, it kept coming through this, this thought of you need to help parents. You really need to help parents. And I know that I was listening in on lots of parents online and friends and that. And I kept thinking, this 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 isn't the right way. There has to be a different way, you know? And so anyway, so that sort of kept coming through and I was thinking, what? No, I don't really want to come like uh, work with kids in that same way that I did when I was nannying. And then it came around to be to helping parents. And when I started to sort of broach it out there or, or to start sort of talking about it, I just, I really found sort of a tribe and, and people with a need to, how can we do it differently? I know that I, it's not working to do it the way that I was raised or the way I think I should do it. I really want to come into trusting my intuition because mm. when we trust that, we do know the right decision, right? Yeah. And when we, I think the best way to explain that in my idea to do with conscious painting, and there's a, a lovely lady, Dr. Shivali, who is, you know, the one whose book I read and I was like, oh, wow, who knew that had a name, <laughs> you know? And it was really the change of being a top-down parent. So the top-down parent idea, which is what, I don't know how you were raised, but that's definitely how I was raised, was that the parents are sort of up here and the child is underneath them and the parent is supposedly the one that's wise and gets to say, yes, you can, no, you can't. This is what your life should be. And the children have to sort of follow along or not, right, be in trouble. And the idea that we're actually all kind of, which you've tapped into too, you're saying, you're sort of raising together. Like you said, the self-awareness the self 
mm-hmm. from what your child mirrors back to you is like the deepest, deepest stuff, the stuff you didn't even know you needed to deal with. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I'm not a psychologist. This is all just through my own work and, and what I'm continually still working on with my guys and in my family. But it was, that was sort of the journey into then, you know, could, would people be interested in this? And I found that I couldn't keep quiet about it any longer. (laughs) And so it sort of, I realized I had been supporting mums for years as a yoga teacher and just through friends, a lot of friends would come to me for my thoughts and my ideas or my guidance. And so it kind of just evolved now more to make that a bigger thing to really support mums because you know, we are kind of left dangling a little bit to deal with everything. And when it doesn't align with us, and it mm. isn't fully, you know, somebody will say, oh, you must not this because of this. And you're thinking, actually, that doesn't, I don't think that's a big issue. Or I'm not, you know, my, you know, your kid's going to be out of control if you don't such and such. And I was, no, that's all the fear. That's all the fear of the story. You know, if your child doesn't go to bed at this time, they'll never make it in school. And if your child, you know, it's all based on what's not really happening right here, right this moment, right? It's in the stories from the past and stories from the future. And so I kind of went around and around. But that's how then being a parent coach came about. Yeah, well, I I do think it's so funny because what you're saying, when you're saying all this stuff, is I feel like what we experience mostly online today, right? There's like so many opinions Mm -hmm. and this expert and this person and this whatever. And I think your approach of like, I'm going to build this tribe through something that I love, through something I'm passionate about, then I'm going to coach them like face to face or in person. I think it's just like so different because now you're actually getting somebody who understands the actual situation versus like reading a book and having it be interpretive Mm -hmm. to how you think the book thinks you should pursue the situation yeah. when you're like, I don't yeah. the reason why I picked up this book is because I don't know what I'm doing. So how am I supposed to know what I'm doing now? <laughs> like that just- yeah, absolutely. And, and certain things relate and certain things don't. And our, our, mumminess, our mumminess has that wisdom inside us. It really does. It's all the other stuff around. Like, so when my kids were younger, it was a huge transition for me to go from quite a formal British nanny, always crazy and fun, but I still, you know, I was raised, these are the rules, these are the boundaries, kids should listen, blah, 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 to thinking, no. And and I didn't have anybody around me who necessarily even supported this. My husband, luckily, but I'm talking about grandparents and everybody saying, no, no, you can't be doing that. And that's not right. And and I realized that I was so full of fear and anxiety of, you know, the world outside for my children, you know, I thought I was the only one who could make them happy. I was the only one who could keep them safe. You know, and that's a burden. Holy smokes. For, yeah. for, for a human being to take on for somebody else. And we're not talking, you know, your guys little. We're not talking when they're little. Obviously, you are that person. Right. right? <laughs> to some degree. But there's a chance to sort of still lean back a little bit and, and let them find their way. You know, I mean, my kids obviously with to do with university and things. Neither of my guys have gone at this point. They're both, uh, my son has now actually, but my daughter's um, just graduated high school. And the amount of fears everybody was trying to put on about, oh no, she has to go straight to study. She doesn't know what she wants to do. So she's working, you know, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> and we, we get trapped into those minds, uh, those 
fears of the future. And that is scary, right? It's scary to take yeah. those, make those choices for another person. It is. But I love it. I really love it because I really see that, that we all want to change the world, right? We all want this world to be a kinder, nicer place. And yeah. so I really feel passionate about, you know, one family at a time making some choices a little bit. It's a mind switch, set switch a little bit, right? That's what I think and is. That, that can kind of. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> we have a bit of a delay. I was saying that it's that mindset switch a little bit of like, ah, I mean, I felt so amazing when I finally realized it's not all on me. Mm. Not all on me. I'm not so responsible that as my child messes up, which they do, and I've gone through teenage years already, so you could, there, I have 101 stories there, you know, horrible, horrible things that would just put me, you know, in shame and guilt and what's wrong. But it's like, what's the big goal? Are my my kids able to be responsible human beings? Are they kind? Are they um, capable of taking care of themselves? Are they full of, you know, um, lots of love and friendships and, and know who they are? Mm. There's the big picture. Yeah. And we, we, we do sweat the small stuff. And when we do, my gosh, I did for years and years. So I was almost exhausting myself. Well, and I think it's, when you talk about a mindset shift, I 100% agree with you because it is all around us all the time, this expectation, this motherhood goddess, this thing either somebody's told us or we've created and manifested in our mind or something we've romanticized. And it's just, there's just a lot. And I, and I don't think as moms, we have a lot of time to sit back and really think about that usually. And so if you can, like when we talk about this, like hashtag self-care stuff, we post online, <laughs> like taking that time to really unpack how you feel about that and, and why you feel like you have guilt or shame about a situation. Yeah. And just really, I mean, like there's so many times in my motherhood journey, just in Grayson's only two where I've had to be like, wait a second, do I care about that or do I care that somebody yeah. else cares about that? And Oh my gosh, you just hit it on the head there. A hundred percent. And I've had to be yeah. like, okay, no, I don't care. Like, no, I, mm -hmm. that's not my thing. That's their thing. That's how they raise their babies and that's good, but that's just not how I raise my baby. And, mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of pause and being like, why am I reacting like that? Why do I feel like that? And then stepping back and, it's hard to do when you don't have a lot of time <laughs> and when you just oh kind of gosh, have these yeah. nat natural human reactions of like, oh, this is how I feel about that. And then sit back and being like, wait a second, why do I feel like I need to put all that pressure on myself, on my son, on my family? And then be mm -hmm. like, oh, never mind. That's not important. <laughs> Step back mm -hmm. and yeah. redo this. And, and I think it's so hard because our, like you said, like our kids are going to mess up. I cannot tell you how like much that resonates with me because there are things that Grayson does as a two-year-old that sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, Ooh, that's uncomfortable for me as his mom, because that's not how I would react. Like he's really shy and I'm really mm -hmm. not shy. <laughs> and so I have a really hard time with that in public or when people say yeah. hi to him or you know, he's a baby. So people are like, oh, he's so cute until he starts having a tantrum. Then they don't say that. But 
Um, and he just You can like, still say that though. You're like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he just like buries his head. And it's so funny because I get uncomfortable. And I mm. think in my mind, I have to, I have to in the moment not say things like, oh, he's just really shy. I try really hard not to say that because that tone of, oh, he's just really shy. I don't want him to think that being shy is a bad thing. I just have to remember yeah. that he can be shy if that's what he is. And I cannot be if that's what I am. And I got to let him just be the human that he is. Like I can't oh, keep making him be this person that he's not. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't make him be this super outgoing yeah. kid because that's just not who he is. And maybe yeah. someday he'll yeah, be Yeah, and it's sort of we look Absolutely. And it's what triggers us, right? We, we're raised to be social. And I remember so with my two. So my son was just smiley and happy with everybody. He was like his arms out, you know, people want to cuddle him, no problem. And then my daughter has, is my teacher. She comes along and she couldn't give a poop about pleasing anybody. <laughs> so we would be at family functions and she would just stare them down. You know, no smile, no nothing. And I was forever trying to compensate, like, oh, she just woke up from the nap. Oh, no, she just, and it's like, leave it. She, she's very smiley now. She's okay, you know, but it's that idea, which you said so beautifully, which is sort of my dream, that we just accept them as they are. It's not excuses for them. We don't have to make out anything. It's just like, yeah. You know, and the people wait for us to speak and then just stay silent, just smile, just take the conversation where you want, right? We we want to, I mean, how beautiful would we feel now if we felt 100% fully accepted as who we are? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's what like we search him. for. It's what, Instagram <laughs> or Facebook or yeah. likes or comments, right? That's like literally what yeah. we as a community and as a society do. That's how we base our worth is on those types of things, right? Like if the people are mm -hmm. accepting our picture or commenting or liking, I mean, it's just, it's just in us. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's why it's so important as moms to not be so hard on ourselves when we do oh gosh, yeah. do these things or when we do allow these things to trigger us because that's just, it's just so ingrained in us to not do that it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. It does. It totally does. And I think the big thing is, which uh, is so important, is that we are kind to ourselves. There is no perfection. Like, even with what I'm doing, my goodness, the stories I could tell you of when I messed up, loads, horrible stuff, really angry, shouting, screaming, swearing. I've been there. You know, I, my kids have had problems with teachers and I've been called to the principal's office. You know, my son even is a teen, police stuff, you know, in, in our little town here. And so it's not about perfection, mm. right? It's not about achieving all oh, this lovely, perfect child because they're not, and we're not. <laughs> and they're horrible at times, right? And they're mean, and they're, you know, annoying. That's yeah. all okay, right? That, that's life. So is my husband. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I expect more from my child than I would from him? Yes. I, I love that you said that. I always say I have two babies. One is 37 and one is two. <laughs> Those are my two children. 
And thanks to Mrs. 37, you're on this toilet train. There you yes. go. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. The second that doesn't, yeah. that second that he regressed, we're going to um, find someone else to help. <laughs> <laughs> I've done my fair share of diapers and cleanups. Yeah, so I'm sure. But yeah, I think it's even that's, I, I love that you just shared that because even as like a parent coach, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. she's got it all together. Like, look at her. She's a parent nope. coach. She not coaches nope. parents. <laughs> and for you to share that, it's like, no, it's not that. It's just that you just have to have your community and your guide to help you through this because no one gives you mm-hmm. a book on motherhood and on parenthood. Mm-hmm. It just. No, and we're, it's a, there's a myth that we should just know what we're doing. Each child is so individual that I thought I had it together, say, with my son. And then my daughter comes along three years later and I had to, everything I thought I knew, one example which I love to share is my son was an amazing eater, right? From day one, whatever, I nursed him, he moved on to solids, everything, no problem. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, a big judge of parents going, oh, it's really these parents are not exposing (laughs) their children to these foods. It must be that, you know, and I was so relaxed. And then my lovely daughter and she is lovely. I shouldn't keep bringing her up as my example, but to see. <laughs> but in terms of, she did not want to eat anything. She did. She lived off white bread and pasta for probably her whole second year of life. Yeah. You know, and we would all sit at the table. She didn't want it. She would sit under the table. You know, and I was horrified. What? What's going on? This is how it's supposed to be. Until you really realize, you know, she doesn't sit under the table now. She sits quite nicely with knife and fork, <laughs> you know. But I, it was that same sort of idea, this judgment of this is how it is. And you're feeling really proud as a parent. Oh, I've got this down. And then, hey, no, she's going to show me that I don't. And, and to let her be who she is. Yeah. You know, and like you say, the things that you care about and things that you don't care about. Some stuff is important and that's where your boundaries are. And that's, you know, a, a way of being as a family. And then there's other things that you kind of go, you know what, they're not going to do that forever. Yeah. <laughs> this too shall pass. That helped me, you know, that phrase. I should have I should have gotten that tattooed on my arm because Grayson is yeah. in full <laughs> on... Yeah, like full on <laughs> tantrum, toddler, just like, yeah. I mean, and then everybody's like, oh, the threes are worse. And I'm like, you guys, stop saying that to parents. They don't yes. want to know the worst is coming. No, and it's so not always, you know, we, we do that. We do that as a society, right? It's always this fear of, oh, when you get teenagers, oh, it's going to be really scary. And you know what? Parts weren't pleasant and parts were fabulous. Yeah. You know, and, and again, you're at a different stage yourself. And I, it really, there's, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Byron Katie. She's just um, in the self-help realm. Anyway, she has this lovely way, and she's not really talking about parenting, but I love it because she says there's your business, there's God's business, and that could be universe or God, whatever people's beliefs are. And then there's uh, so your business, God's business, and their business. Stay in your business. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love that. Well, and I think it's so important, too, because it's like you don't want to scare somebody for the next season. And I hate I hate that when people do that, because it's so different for everybody. Like you're saying, like breastfeeding could be really hard or could be really easy or 
could just be something you don't do at all. Like it just, it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be this big opinion that people have. Just listen to a Mm -hmm. mom, let her talk. (laughs) Don't, don't insert your opinion all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a hard thing to not do. It is hard not to do, you know, especially with those close to us. You know, it's super hard. But on the other hand, you sort of start to think, like, how about you just check in with kindness and love to this mum who's doing her best? She's doing the best she can with what she knows. What You know, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You know, it, it doesn't have to look like something that somebody else. Like, even people who have a parent who's felt 100% opposite mine, which there are many, 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 probably more so, um, you know, there's, there's still this awe, uh, feeling of awness about, wow, you know what? I love you, right? I care that you are being who you need to be and having a family, how you, how, how it works for you. Yeah. Right. It's only when it doesn't work, then, then come on over my side. Yeah. <laughs> come and talk to me. <laughs> Let's have a discussion. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but it does, you know, it's for everybody. I mean, you know, I, even through the uh, yoga training and yoga philosophies and stuff like that, that to me, they just resonate so strongly, but you know, I'm not a really totally peaceful, calm person. I'm not always kind, and my kids will show me that. They pick that up right away. Mm. They're quite quickly the ones who are the judge of me, saying, Mom, you didn't say thank you to, to that lady who bought you a tea. And I go, what? Oh, oh, sorry, thank you. You know? <laughs> but they're there to teach us, right? They raise you up. They raise you up to be more who you are because you have eyes watching you. <laughs> I feel like that example right there shows the amazingness of your parenting that your child is saying, mom, you have to say thank you. If Grayson said that to me right now, I'd be like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I did it. I raised the best human there ever was. You're welcome. That's right. Exactly. You're welcome world. You're welcome. Off you go. Bye-bye. That is so funny. Okay. So you are now in this phase of motherhood where you have one child that's obviously an adult and then you have this other child who's just now entering into adulthood. Mm -hmm. So what is like, for me, obviously you, you have your baby, you go through postpartum. There's all these things you just didn't know about parenting in this moment of newness of being a mom. But what are some things now that you're a mom of adults that you didn't know and now you're learning? Um, I didn't know, um, that's a great question. Something that I know I didn't know was that actually, um, they, they're incredibly wise. Mm. That was a big one that all my fears and things that come out, you know, make sure you're, you know, in the car with somebody and they're not drinking and make sure this and make sure this. And they're like, you know what, mom, I've got it. And I need to shut up. lean back and and trust right that that's a big one and the other side is that they still really really need our connection and it's hard because they are not as pleasant (laughs) to and and looking like they're open to receive our advice or or our ways and there's just so many different ways that we can approach them but we don't want to stop talking 
we don't want to we want to still be a little bit in their business um they that was a bit easier uh with my son than it was with my daughter mm. um but I was her right she's my mirror she gave it right back to me oh yeah I think you're so smart. Yeah, I find that a lot that there's like a, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but for sure being a mom to a boy is very different than being a mom to a girl. And mm. I can imagine that there's a lot of, I don't know if the word's competition, but almost like pride, like I have to show you as a, as a woman to woman, like that I got this maybe. Mm. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's really interesting you say that because I had to work super hard not to go there because I wanted to go there. I wanted to, um, you know, uh, really, I could see that I could so quickly go into sort of a, a victim way or a way of feeling like, oh, you know, put the guilt on her, mm. you know, as she's starting to blossom and come into her own. And I had to consciously work really hard that that's not, because I know that in the future, I don't want that. I don't want, I want her to rise, right? I want her to be who she is. And that's not going to be me. She's not me. Mm. Right. And so that's super, you asked, you said that because it can be, and we have to make the choice. Like, I see so many people whose relationship with their parents is so strained, and I know I don't want that. So I have to, I'm the one who has to make the changes. She gets to just be who she is because it's her life, right? And she gets the consequences of her own behavior. A few times I pretended like she shot me and fell to the floor because her words were so nasty. I thank God for humor, right? Um, but <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, my mummy heart. I think you just killed oh. it, you know. And she would literally get up and close the door. So she wasn't bothered that I was wheeling around on the floor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but the, you know what, what, where that all comes from, though, too, is we need our own life, right? As soon as I felt needy, I, I wanted to hold on to the ankles, like, baby, oh, I love you. I have to fill that need myself. They're not there to fill that, mm. right? And so it's those changes that sort of create the relationship that I'm really happy I have with both my kids at this moment. Yeah, And it's always a work in progress. And I can tell you that it. what's beautiful about where you are now is, you know, it's, it's a learning. It will be your learning, his learning. And, and oh, actually, one thing I, when you ask me what did I learn, which I never – ever learned in my nanny training was ask them, how can I help you? And you can do that too when they're tantruming, not while they're tantruming, but like, you know, after, how can mommy help you? Do you want a cuddle? Do you need a drink? Right? And so the power goes back to them. How can I help you? How can I support you? And that, that's what those lines have worked through me, with me throughout raising my guys. Because so, I don't know. I don't friggin' know. Like many times, <laughs> I really don't know. I'm coming from it from a different place, from my background, my childhood, my my need to make you feel good, whatever it be. Yeah. I don't know. So we should be asking, you know, at the time of saying, how can I help you? Do you want mommy to rub your back when you're sad? You know, like whatever it be, you know, I'm yeah. thinking of little people. My big people would be like, what? <laughs> 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 but it's that kind of thing that you just, you know, that, that was something else I really learned was that, that it's not all down to me and that they really are wise 
and let's get them in on, on it's their life. Let's get them in on the conversation of, and be really curious about what they have to say. Yeah. I'm always, we have a great British uh, phrase that we say, I'm gobsmacked, which means gob meaning your mouth. And it just means like you would just be like stunned. <laughs> it's a horrible word. Um, but you're just stunned that, oh, okay, that makes sense. Thank you. They got it. We don't, they really don't, they're not, we're not needed in that way. We don't have to lead for them all the time. Well, and I do think that kids can... I do, I a hundred percent agree that kids are smarter than we give them credit for. Yeah. Um, like I was actually writing a letter to Grayson the other day where I was explaining to him, mm. hopefully for him to read when he's older, that like age does not equal wisdom. That is not mm. what makes you wise or what makes you um, able to handle something or, you know, whatever it is. And I was also reading this post um, which kind of spurred on the letter of this mom who talked about how she's going through something um, really traumatic in her life. And she said, I'm not afraid to let my daughter see me completely shattered because she's going to see me rise. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think that that's, it's my biggest fear, right? To have Grayson see mm-hmm. all my true colors because I want to be mm-hmm. this like perfect mom for him got it together strong woman yeah I want him to rely on me you know like I want him to think Mm -hmm. I'm there and then yeah it's also like this but what's gonna make him want to know me more is that I can say to him like this is really hard for me right now I'm not perfect and this is really difficult and it sounds like that's what you did as a parent or how you at least help your parents today when you coach them mm-hmm. is being able mm-hmm. to do that because and it's a fine line of like how do I not make my kids feel guilty for how I feel yeah. but then how do I let them know like I have feelings I'm a human and you hurt my feelings or this hurt my feelings or this is how I feel mm-hmm. it's like yeah the- no I agree it's a totally fine line right it totally is and it's sort of I think the the key is when we look at why am I sharing this and if we keep those, that thought, why am I sharing this with them? And if you're sharing it for them to fulfill a need for you, do you know what I mean? Like if you're sharing it, like, please feel sorry for mommy. Mommy had a really tough day. Or if you're sharing it because, you, you know, this is something I, I've learned. This is something I went through. That's a totally different picture. And they want to know us. Oh, yeah. We all want to know, you know, where someone's from. But I think, I think, I know what you mean. Like, you don't want to share in that you're then putting that baggage on them or yeah. that whatever it is on them. Um, but you, you know, when you share because you're like, so definitely as my kids were, as they started to get older and say there were issues at school or problems at school, I could relate to some of that, you know. So the sharing can come from a place of, you know, wow, it's, it's tough some days to be at school. You know, I, I actually found it really hard some days to be at school. And, and you share like that mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to like, oh, my God, yes, school is horrible. It's so stressful. It's so horrible. You're just going to have to make your way through it, just studying really hard. Like, right? <laughs> That's different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's different uh, languaging, right? Well, and I'm it's like... good for them to know we have tough days. It's good for them to know that life sucks for us sometimes. It's okay. Because they, like you say, they see you rise and they see that you actually 
I mean, a big thing is that you, they see that you get through it. There's a side, another end to it, right? It might not be quick, might take a long time, but they actually see that for them in their life, it's okay when it's tough because it won't always be. Mm. That's like life lessons, right? Like that's how life is, up and down, up and down. It's not a joyful, calm, uh, happy place all the time. <laughs> oh, I've yet to find that place. Nope. <laughs> it is. It's like moving to Washington where you are. <laughs> no, it's not here either. Don't <laughs> stay there. I came to the wrong country. <laughs> no, I think you're closer to it than we are probably, but that's <laughs> okay. a good place to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, can't agree with you more that I think just being like human and making sure that your intentions are for them and not to get some sort of self gain from it is really important. Mm -hmm. But again, it's like things just get thrown at you sometimes in parenthood. And so as moms, you just got to find that time to really reflect as much as you can so that mm -hmm. you can do what you were just mm -hmm. saying, which is like, think about that, right? Am I Am I sharing this with them because I want them to say poor mommy or am I sharing this with them because I really want them to learn that either I've been there or like I know I kind of have an idea like level the playing field mm -hmm. and I want to mm -hmm. show you what I learned from it or you know I just think mm -hmm. sometimes as moms even in just the short amount of time I've experienced being a mom we don't give ourselves enough time to like really think about that and to really process yeah this is what I felt when this happened, or this is how I want to react in the future. There's just not a lot of like self-reflection time. Yeah. And it's really hard to fit it in when you, uh, you know, being a mom is busy, especially everybody with, you know, from being a stay at home mom to running businesses to having, you know, lots of things on the go. We're always all busy. And I think it's just so important to find those moments that you can slip it in to just sit a moment. I mean, I didn't, I was totally against meditation practically all the way through my yoga teacher training because mm. I thought, oh gosh, who's got the time? Who can just sit there? You know, I've got kids, I've got breakfasts to make, I've got all this thing. And I realized it's those kind of people, me, that really need it. And mm. really now it's such a part, but it could be going for a walk, right? It could be going for a run with people like that. It could be sitting in a car and just letting your thoughts come. You know, it can be sitting on a, meditation cushion and being still for a few moments you know and it can be being still for 20 minutes half an hour you know it's it's so so important because we need to give our brain a chance to just pause right and yeah. so it's in those pauses that we make better decisions about everything about what I stuff in my mouth to eat do I want those cookies <laughs> yes <laughs> or can I pause a moment and say actually I'm actually thirsty <laughs> You know, the pauses make a big difference in our life when we can take a moment. And there's a super easy, uh, I guess you call it yoga breath. I don't know what you want to call it. When I'm really up in my head and I'm spinning, I just literally place one hand on my belly and one hand on my chest. And I feel my feet because my feet bring me to this moment. And it's only this moment I need to worry about. And in this moment, and then I take a big breath in and a big breath out, and then I make my choice. And it's mm. a bit phenomenal. Two seconds, whatever that would take. That really helped me kind of go, okay, whew, now let's make a choice. 
I'm going to try that. I feel like if I do that in front of Grayson, when he's having a tantrum, he might stop to be like, what are you doing? Which will allow him (laughs) to calm down a little bit. And then we can get on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know, and tantruming is so hard. Like I was really triggered by tantruming because Mm. I have my own anger. And so it would just be more like, you know, and they don't do it in the best of times. You're trying to get out the door or you're trying to, you know, but when you can think, you know, he, he, some of his needs aren't being met right now, or he's just, you know, it feels horrible when you lose control. It doesn't feel like a good thing. And they don't, you know, Grayson doesn't have all the words, doesn't have all the brain power to kind of go through the thoughts. It's like, hmm, okay, so I didn't get my way. Let me think about this. <laughs> they don't have that, right? They're reactive. It's beautiful. And the idea really is just, you know, you just sit and, and try to keep yourself calm. <laughs> That's the key. Yeah. That's the only thing you are going to have control over, right? I'm not very good at that, but I'll try. <laughs> it's yeah, hard. yeah. It's, it's you know, absolutely, absolutely. Give it a try. You just sit and you just breathe, or you just kind of look around. That can be your meditation time. There you go. Along yeah. this tantrum last, I shall sit and just breathe, and then when you're ready, come and have a cuddle. <laughs> yeah, I I will say it makes me feel better. You said the triggering thing because tantrums are. I mean, if anybody listens to these podcasts like all the way through or <laughs> follows me on Instagram or anything, they would know I talk about Grayson's tantrums. I feel like more often than not because <laughs> they are really triggering for me because it is just kind of like this, like we're just we're just kind of walking down a road and then all of a sudden a bear jumps out and it's like, you're just like, what do you do? How, what's going on? Why are yeah. you upset? And, and of course, there's no way to do that, right? And so in my world, no. reasoning You can see when talking, they've lost the plot. You see it. Yeah, you see it in their eyes. Like, there's no reasoning, no talking, no distracting. They've oh gone. Gosh. <laughs> it's so hard for me. And I'm very thankful because he yeah. doesn't do it in public very often. He normally mm-hmm. refrains to doing it at home. But, gosh, I have, like, no patience when it happens. Like, none. Yeah. It is... I try to do this like one, two, three, take a breath with him because I read it somewhere. And there are times that it works and he does a good job taking a breath and he's frustrated the first time mm-hmm. we do it. And then we try it again. And, but, but to get to that point where I want to do the one, two, three magic, I, I'm, I'm like, Oh, I need to take a breath <laughs> because what is wrong with you? Like, what are you doing? Stop doing that. I swear when yeah. I say don't do that, he's like, Oh, my mom said to do it 1,700 more times so I can watch the head <laughs> pop off. Like, that's what he's hearing in his brain, and I don't know how to change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know what? What if you knew that you actually don't have to? Your, your change only happens to be you. And so have it – I mean, this is just coming from the top of my head here, but I know because I know those triggers. And when it stirs anger in me, we want to look at what is that anger? Am I scared for him? Am I upset that I don't know what to do? I mean, it's horrible when you feel you don't know what to do. Is it annoying because he gets to have all this anger and you've had to control yours? <laughs> you know, it, I often felt really helpless. And my anger came from feeling helpless and feeling vulnerable about trying to help them. You know, and that was the trigger in me. And so a lot of the time it really can be done if you really could look at him like an ego eye, like looking down, and all you really would see, he's not doing it to get you. It's got nothing to do with you. It's not even got anything to do with you. He said no or whatever. 
it's just a normal stage to get him to the next level. He, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's doing. They mm-hmm. don't at that age. They have no clue, you know. And so when I, that is the, the process that helped me a little bit with really realizing, like, if I look at him thinking, wow, he's, he really is just trying to figure out life just like I am. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes I wish I could do the two-year-old tantrum <laughs> on the floor, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and it just can change your mindset that then when it happens, it's not a battle. The battle isn't because they'll win. There's no point in having the battle because he'll win because he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he's yeah. in it. And mm-hmm. so uh, the idea is that, okay, you know, mommy's going to sit over here. And when you're ready, let me know. And then you stay super calm. Whatever you do that keeps you super calm so that when he's done, uh, you know, there can be a cuddle and a little talk and then the talk, it's forgotten and off we go. Yeah. And that's hard. That's hard because it's a trigger, right? And our trigger stays a little longer when they're up and happy and you're like, oh, you know what you just said to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually love that you just shared that because I got goosebumps when you were saying the like, he's not he's not doing it because of those reasons. Like when you were like, what is it that's making you feel that way? And then I was like listing it Mm -hmm. in my mind and you were saying a couple examples. And then when you were like, he's not doing it because of that, like that's a really eye opening thing that they are just so little. They're just little tiny Mm -hmm. humans that are just trying to make their way through this world with your help. And they aren't trying to make you frustrated and annoyed. Just they are frustrating and annoying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it just comes from a different place, you know, that uh, this too shall pass. And then when they feel that you, like you say, you know, we, I want to as well, and you mentioned it as well, I want to be that person they can come to, regardless of anything. And it starts now, right, that it's sort of this idea that no matter how you behave, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Not saying it's accepted. So there's definitely boundaries and things we can work on, on, you know, hitting isn't allowed. This isn't allowed. Those kind of things. But it comes at a different from a different place because once they've lost the plot, you know, and often it can be they're thirsty, they're hungry, they're tired. I remember actually this just reminded me when my kids were small, I would often, you know, when they misbehaved like they did for many times, um, someone once said to me, well, you always seem to think about there must be a reason that they were misbehaving and that shocked me because I thought well there has to be like nobody misbehaves just to misbehave I mean I don't even (laughs) you know if I'm misbehaving it's due to other reasons you know and you realize there are reasons right like you know maybe they're a little tired maybe today it's just you know the weather's changing they have a headache maybe you know it just feels like a what's that book a horrible terrible no good, bad day. Yeah. <laughs> you have those. <laughs> I can't remember what that book is, but yeah. Yeah. You I know, always, uh, it, I always okay. try to think like, oh, maybe his tummy hurts. Maybe his head hurts. Like all the things that you just don't know because like he can't say that usually out loud okay. or he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. Like he's tired. He needs to poop. Like whatever it is, mm-hmm. maybe it's all those things wrapped up into one. And then maybe it's, Last time I did get to play with this toy and now I don't. And I don't understand what the difference is. You know, it's like those little things. Yeah. But it's easy to say that now because he's not mm-hmm. having a tantrum oh, yeah. in front of me. But there are times <laughs> that I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is literally coming out of nowhere. 
I don't think anybody could yeah. put this puzzle together if they tried. Like, and I, I'm for sure like path of least resistant parent. Like, and some, mm -hmm. I'm sure that that is going to come and bite me in the butt someday. But <laughs> if Grayson's having a hard time or if I know like if I take that away from Grayson, even though we need to probably move on or we need to get into the car or whatever it is, if it's annoying mm -hmm. for me to take that toy into the car, cause it's not supposed to go in there. It's loud. It's whatever. I'll think yeah. whatever. I'm just going to bring the toy in the car because I, I would rather yeah. not have the conversation with him right now of why he can't bring that in the car. Like just bring it in the car. <laughs> and you know what? I give you a big round of applause for that. That makes things easier. That's it. That's fine. Cause trust me when he's six, seven, eight, He's not going to be having these tensions. He'll have reasoning skills. He'll be, you'll be able to have things, you know, that do certain things don't. But for now, it, it really, let's keep it smooth for now. And it's not like avoiding tensions because they're going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, it's this sort of building of really picking your battles. Yeah. You know, big whoop. I, I, I'll be annoyed all the time in the car with this squeaky toy <laughs> rather than a screaming boy. Makes exactly. sounds perfect to me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, yes, that's, that's what I do all the time. I'm like, okay, whatever yeah. I can do to make this a tad easier, which I think sometimes people make comments because it, it does look or feel like I'm letting him kind of get away with things or I'm letting him do certain things. But in my mind, I'm like, you know what, if when he's four or five and we have to have longer conversations, cause now he's getting to the age where he's taking advantage of that fact that I let him do these things, mm -hmm. then we can have those conversations. But for right now, he just like understands Mickey mouse and food and nap. And <laughs> that's like about it. Like we're going to just yeah. surface level. Yeah. This. And again, it taps into this worry of what it will be, but you know what? You're still this brilliant mom. You're still brilliant. He will know boundaries and rules just because you live that way. Yeah. Just because these are the way that you, you function. He's only two. Right. Yeah. And it's not that I, that was a fear of mine. People would say, you know, Oh, you know, if you let them get away with, they're the boss. What a load of crap. Can I tell you? They're the boss. They need to be the boss of their own life, but they're part of your life. Yeah. It's not about being the boss and winning one over. That's sort of like a, like somebody's got their thumb on them, you know, like you just behave. No, you be who you are and, and let's work life with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really, he will naturally, once he has better language, once he has a better understanding that his mind can work through, he won't need to. You'll be able to say, you know, those loud car toys are not taking in the car. These are the ones that are available. Which one would you like to pick? He'll be okay with that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I do think <laughs> it, it is it's, like... And I know, because I had so many people telling me, my kids are spoiled. And if you were to meet them, they are so not spoiled children because of who they are, because who I am, who my husband is, who they're surrounded by. Yeah. We all have spoilt moments. I have spoilt moments too. Yeah. <laughs> when I have demands that I want everybody to follow. <laughs> yeah. I do think that's funny that you said that. I do think it is just worrying too much about in the future. That's exactly mm -hmm. what it is now that you say it out loud. Um, I, I, I don't know how you stop that as a parent. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've been doing it for 21 <laughs> years. Do you stop that or do you still worry about what they're going to be like? when they even get older? Um, I've stopped it because I realized I actually have no control over it. 
So there's a, a, I'm stopping it. I guess I've lowered the frequency. Um, I think it just does come as part of motherhood, probably fatherhood too, you know. But what I realized um, uh, was, like, it's so funny. So the other day, my son, big boy, 21, totally independent, was heading to Montreal for a job. Um, that's just another city in Canada. And I had to drive him to drop him off to where they were going because he didn't have a car. And uh, as I as he gets out of the car, I was into big old, okay, now remember, you're going to drink water, right? You're going to drink lots of water. Now, don't eat crap, right? Can you eat healthier while you're there? Do you think you could? I mean, he's just smiling at me, right? Like, what? Who is this woman? (laughs) And it was all my own fear and and worry, which really me saying that does that make any difference to him? Mm. He's twenty one. He can go buy what beer, what alcohol. He could go weed. He could do whatever he wants. But I needed to just put those bits in there, you know, thinking, gosh, you're going to be sitting a lot. Make sure you make sure you. So yeah, answer your question. I don't know if it ever goes away. I think doing our own work around where that fear comes from and, you know, having this responsibility for someone else's life is terrifying and overwhelming, right? Having to, which is having children, but it is, you know, there's parts of, I don't want my kids to grow up feeling fearful. And if we're really fearful, they're going to be fearful. Mm. So that was my work. I don't want them to be scared of life, scared of going for it. So what am I doing about that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so good. I feel like I could just talk to you forever. Um, <laughs> this is lovely. I'm I'm coming to Toronto. Uh, we're going to hang out. This is going to yes. happen. Yes. So I'm going to do that eventually. Um, I really cannot thank you for your time today. I think your um, experience as I would say a mom coach, uh, obviously resonated with me because there was a few things that you said that I'm going to go back and write down for my (laughs) own notes. So I really appreciate it. But before we end, as a mom of adults and as a mom who's kind of dedicated her um, career to helping uh, parents and being a yoga instructor and all that, what is your one piece of advice that you have for all the mamas out there? Mm, Beautiful. So I actually thought about this because I could tell you lots, but I think what it boils down to is to lean back a little from your mama role, knowing it's their journey. So you can do that physically or just think about lean back. As soon as your mind wants to run off with things, lean back. And the next piece, the really big one is, and be super, super kind to yourself. Mm. Super kind to yourself. Yeah. Those are both really good. (laughs) I think those are both also really hard (laughs) to do. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. And none of it's easy. Absolutely. (laughs) But we could start with even the be super, super kind to yourself. Yes. And at least just trying. Remember you're just, you're doing what you know, you're doing a good job because you're showing up every day and trying to figure out this blooming thing called motherhood. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So good. All right. Well, I, again, cannot thank you enough for your time. I really appreciate it. And you're very welcome. I'm coming to Canada. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sounds perfect. Well, thank you so very much for having me on and giving me a chance to kind of share what I'm about and hopefully some mamas will resonate. I think uh, I think a lot of mamas will resonate from that. <laughs> thank you for listening. I hope you loved it. Please subscribe to this podcast so you can get the latest episodes and tell us what you think about it in the reviews. And mamas, I love you.